This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. So today I'm talking with Professor Terry Walls, who is famous for her Walls Protocol which you may or may not have heard about, but if you haven't heard of it, you need to take a look. I'm really excited to be able to talk to Terry some more today. Thanks ever so much for joining this afternoon, Terry. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You've lived with MS for a number of decades now. Um, Yes, yes. Just to get us us going and understanding where you've come from with the protocol, Can you tell us a little bit about Well, let, let me sort journey. of tell, uh, tell your listeners about my story. So I'm a professor of medicine, uh, very conventional, uh, taking the newest drugs, the best technology. Uh, and so when I was diagnosed with MS in 2000, I, of course, went to see the best people in the country, take the newest drugs, uh, which I did. But I went relentlessly downhill. Two years into this, my uh, physicians told me about the work of Lauren Cordain. I read his book on the paleo diet, and I'd been a vegetarian for 20 years, so it was a big deal. I gave up all grain, all legumes, all dairy, went back to eating meat, uh, and I continued to decline. Uh, the next year, I needed to decline in a wheelchair. I'm taking uh, Novantrone, uh, and then I'm, I continue to decline. Then I start on Tizabri, which is the new biologic. I continue to decline, and then it's very clear that the best drugs from the best people is not stopping my slide into a bedridden, uh, possibly demented life. I also have trigeminal neuralgia, which uh, I've had uh, since 1980. Uh, and it was getting increasingly difficult to control that pain. Uh, and uh, so I decide I have to do everything that I possibly can uh, for myself. So I go back to reading the basic science and I begin experimenting uh, on supplements uh, targeting my mitochondria which helped my fatigue a little bit, and I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm declining, uh, albeit more slowly. I'm now on different drugs other than uh, Tizabri. Uh, in the summer of 07, I'm so weak, I cannot sit up in a regular chair. Uh, I'm beginning to have uh, more brain fog. My trigeminal neuralgia is much more horrific. I, and it's uh, clear that I'm uh, soon going to have to apply for medical disability. Uh, and that's when I discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine. I take their course on neuroprotection. I have a longer list of supplements, which I add. And then I have this really big aha moment. What if I take this long list of nutrients uh, and I redesign my paleo diet? Because I, I, I accepted the science behind that. Uh, but I, I would stress the nutrients I was taking in pill form. I'd figure out where they were in the food supply according to a paleo principles. So that's several more months of research, and I get this new way of eating. And, so is that uh, a, pale, a paleo approach with additions on there? Well, it's, it's a paleo approach that's highly structured. Mm-hmm. So I, I start this new way of uh, structuring my diet, uh, and within three months, my pain is gone, my fatigue is gone, my brain fog is gone, and I'm beginning to walk with walking sticks, and I can sit up. I can sit up in a regular chair uh, to have my meals. Uh, and then I'm beginning to walk with walking sticks. At six months, I'm able to bike around the block. 
And at, uh, uh, at nine months, I do a 18.5-mile uh, bike ride, which would be, wow. you know, like uh, 20 kilometers or so. Well, actually, uh, more than 25. 25. Yeah. Yeah, more like 25 uh, kilometers. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I was quite tired at the end, but of course, you know, my, my kids are crying, my wife's crying, I'm crying, because I had, it had been years, it had been over six years since that I had ever biked. Now, the difference between the paleo diet and the Walls diet, the paleo diet, uh, no grain, no legumes, no dairy, uh, more meat, uh, uh, and didn't really provide a lot of guidance as to what to eat. It, it mostly focused on what to not eat. Right. Uh, so what, what I did was I went through like, okay, so what are the nutrients my brain needs? And uh, then uh, ultimately I would create these food rules because at first when I started my new diet, I was working off a long list of foods that I needed to be stressing. Now that I teach this to you and everyone in the world, I created a, a, a set of guides or rules. Uh, so the first one is uh, that we have a transition plan from your standard uh, British diet or American diet high in sugar and white flour and a lot of processed foods. You get rid of the sugar, get rid of the processed foods. Uh, and then I need to sort out, are you a vegetarian, uh, vegan, or are you meat eater? Because I have different plans uh, according to that spiritual belief. So we want you to have a lot more vegetables, a lot of green leafy vegetables, cooked greens, uh, 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 chard, spinach, uh, kale, uh, collards, uh, parsley, cilantro, uh, basil, um, more cabbage, onion, mushroom family vegetables, because those are sulfur rich, more deep colors, carrots, beets, berries. Uh, and then we have to have a protein source, whether it's meat or the gluten-free grains and legumes, fats. I want to be sure that you have plenty of omega-3 fats. Uh, if you're a meat eater, I want you to have liver once a week. And actually it can be quite delicious uh, prepared uh, properly. And what is remarkable is when I made that change, how rapidly my pain turned off and how rapidly uh, my energy began to improve and that for the first time I was getting steadily stronger working with my physical therapist. Yeah, so you worked out all the different elements and all the different nutrients and then rigidly, not rigidly, but wholeheartedly embraced that. And, Correct. And yeah, there's Took three, six, on, but not through supplements. Well, um, through you food. know, in my book, I, I, I talk about uh, how I think about supplements in my clinical practice, how we think about it uh, with the vets and uh, um, what symptoms, what family history would make me uh, be concerned about potential nutritional deficiencies uh, and how we would assess for them uh, with physical exams and uh, assess for them with blood values and then potentially... Uh, use uh, the supplements. What, what uh, the nutrition scientists, we study, you know, huge, th you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people uh, at a time, look at their uh, medical diagnoses, and then we have them do something called the food frequency questionnaire to figure out what they're eating, their nutri nutrient levels, and do these fancy analyses. And we may, you know, figure out that intake of a, of a particular nutrient uh, puts you at lower risk for uh, multiple sclerosis or Alzheimer's or cancer. And then the next, next thing that nutrition scientists want to do is like, you know what? I'm going to give people supplements. 
I'll give them vitamin A, or I'll give them vitamin C, or I'll give them uh, vitamin E, I, you know, or I'll give them selenium, uh, whatever it is. Uh, and we will, in one group, give them the supplement, the other group give them uh, a placebo. And nearly always, these supplement studies are a bust. The magic is in the food. Mm. The food is very complicated. You know, my kale has thousands, many thousands of compounds in it. Liver has many thousands of compounds in it. The magic is fixing your diet, getting rid of the junk and eating foods that our ancestors would have been eating for thousands of generations that nourish mm -hmm. them well. And yes, there are times that supplements can be very helpful. Uh, that has to be uh, more individualized. But nearly always, when we rely just on a supplement, it doesn't do much because you haven't addressed all of the other uh, problems with that person's diet. Absolutely, yeah. And I know my experience of doing the WALS protocol, because I'm not, because I really struggle with the liver and the preparation of it, I did find an alternative way to get those supplements from the ancestral supplements Correct. that people were talking about so that you can still get yeah, those absorb the benefits. Correct. So there are some companies that have made uh, uh, organ meat capsules and uh, th that's done very well. And, and we sell those on, on our website as well. Mm -hmm. um, although I'll tell you, uh, once you've learned how to prepare liver, we, we have this incredibly delicious baked liver recipe with chicken liver. You, you slice a bunch of onions, put, put your chicken livers on top, and then you lay uh, bacon strips across that. Put it in the oven about 225 degrees for 70 minutes. Uh, check it out. The, the liver should be maroon and you slice it in the middle. It'll be pink. Uh, it won't be bloody. It'll have sort of a soft custardy uh, 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 taste. The uh, bacon will have been you know, slowly uh, uh, cooked. It is delicious. It is one of my family's mm. favorite meals. Uh, I, I gave that recipe to a friend of mine who uh, prepared it for her parents and her parents were like, oh my God, this is delicious. And so they uh, were coming back, getting together and having that baked liver again. So it, it can be delicious. Unfortunately, you know, if you cook it all the way through, so it's completely done, it's like cardboard, it's dry, mm -hmm. it's terrible, Chewy. it is awful. It, it, you know, your dog will love it, but you probably won't. It needs to be medium <laughs> rare or uh, so you can enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, but I, I've, I've tried a number of different diets and I think my foray into them, I've picked different things out of each one. So I have never eaten before this amount of oily fish. Oh, now. Wow. Yeah, so now my taste buds will accept it. Um, yes. And just by looking around and having tried different things, I think it's really added to my armory of yes. the different benefits that I can get. And also coconut oil. That was the massive discovery. That's pretty tasty stuff, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, I've got to admit that there's some real benefits to, yeah. to really getting under the skin of, a different approach to things. Correct, correct. I talk about the need for diversity that our ancestral mothers and fathers, you know, thousands of generations ago would have had 
uh, of course, foods that were fresh, in season, local, organic, of course. But it, it was an immense amount of diversity of what was growing available at that time. And then as you're migrating uh, in your usual activities of daily life, you would have been consuming probably 200 to 250 different plant species in a year. And of course, many different animal species uh, in a year. That diversity would be speaking to our genes and how I run the chemistry of life. And most Americans, I assume the British are, were similar, that we had dramatically narrowed the uh, foods that we consume. A lot of corn, mm. uh, some soybeans, uh, some meat, maybe potatoes, corn, and peas, maybe carrots. And that might be, that might be everything. And that really starves my, my cells, my chemistry, of the inf information it needs to run properly. Absolutely, yeah. I, I know you've talked about the fundamentals of of the actual approach. <clears throat> um, what's so? How have you collated the evidence? Obviously, a lot of it came from what works for you sure. and what you took from the mouse models. Um, Correct. So, so yeah. So you know, fortunately, uh, you know, I'm I'm here at the university. My chair of medicine uh, had seen my recovery. And he gave me the job of getting a case report written up. So that was the first assignment. So we did that back in 2008, 2009, I got that up. Uh, and then he gave me the job of getting a, what's called a safety and feasibility study, where we replicated my protocol and others with progressive MS. Uh, and we published many papers out of that uh, uh, data set that we have. Uh, and uh, so your listeners could, could access those papers at terrywalls.com forward slash research papers. Uh, okay. Then more recently. I'll put the link, yeah. Yep. I'll put the links into the show notes. Perfect. And, and then more yeah. recently, we were able to publish our, uh, the paper that analyzed the gate changes. Uh, and in that paper, we included uh, links to videos of uh, people's baseline walking abilities and how they improved over time. Uh, and the fact that we're able to show anyone with progressive MS, whether it's secondary or primary progressive MS uh, could improve, is quite remarkable because you, you anticipate a 10 mm -hmm. to 20% decline every year. Uh, so then the next thing we did was what's called a waitlist control. People come in, uh, they get their baseline assessments, get randomized to get the study diet or have to wait. Uh, and then we, if they get the study diet, train them, bring them back in 12 weeks and we repeat all the assessments. And uh, so we've published that data. That was very exciting. Then we did a comparison of the Walls diet to the um, high fat diet, uh, my ketogenic version of the diet to weightless control. And we've just got that data published. Uh, and then we got funded by the National Multiple Sclerosis Society to compare the Swank diet to the Walls diet. And that uh, we're analyzing that data now. We're in the cleaning process. So I'm very hopeful we'll have that report back to the MS Society and we'll be able to uh, submit that for the ACTRAMS meeting, which is a big international meeting this fall, assuming, of course, that we all get to do in-person meetings this fall. I think it will be quite remote, possibly. You know, yeah. so, so it may be that we'll be doing that meeting virtually. We'll, we'll see how all of that works out. I'm sure they'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, that the uh, mm. MS societies will figure that out. But that's really exciting. 
so hopefully we'll be able to uh, publish that data. Then the, the next, so our next day, so this is our fifth study, um, was going to be a comparison of the Walls protocol, diet, med uh, meditation, exercise program, uh, without drugs in the newly diagnosed MS patient or clinically isolated syndrome patient and compare mm -hmm. that to somebody who's getting standard of care and uh, taking those drugs in that we would get baseline MRIs and assessments of walking, thinking, vision, and then see them back in a year. But COVID happened. So mm -hmm. then we had, they're like, okay, we had to uh, redesign uh, our study. Uh, and so we're doing this all virtually uh, with a virtual visits, uh, quality of life uh, measures. Fortunately, I'd already planned to do all the education support remotely. Uh, so we're set for that. We just got uh, approval to be able to do it virtually. Now, unfortunately for your British audience, uh, we're only doing this for people within the four lower 48 states for the United States. Okay. But it's, it's still going to be a landmark study because it'll be, it's the first time we prospectively have compared diet and lifestyle, no drugs, to drugs. And there'll be all sorts of limitations. And unfortunately, I, I, the thing that, that I feel so sad about is we won't be having our MRIs, but we will get the outside records. So we'll uh, abstract the records on what, because most everyone will have had MRIs by their treating physician. So we'll, we'll uh, just have to make do with abstracting those records. Mm -hmm. And going through those. Yeah. So that is, that is amazing work that's taking place to try and really unpick how yeah. much we can do for ourselves. You know, and when I first began talking about diet and lifestyle, how critical this was, many folks in the neurology community really pushed back very hard against me. Uh, said, you know, diet had nothing to do with eat what you want. And they were very, very dismissive. However, the basic science has made, you know, a lot of progress with how important the microbiome is, how diet and lifestyle changes epigenetics, how uh, toxin load and smoking uh, is a big problem. And now the leading neuroscientists and leading neurologists are saying, everyone needs to also improve diet quality add a stress-reducing practice, add regular exercise, even if you're taking the drugs, because if you're at great risk for rapid brain volume loss, higher rates of dementia, higher rates of loss of employability, and everyone, it's very, very important to begin improving the quality of your diet, get rid of sugar, get rid of junk food, exercise, have a meditative practice. It's like, you know what? They read my book. And realize it's not an either or. You can do both. Mm -hmm. You can decide mm -hmm. clinically, can you wait for three months to see, can you get it all control with diet and lifestyle? Um, and if, if not, then yes, you need drugs. Or are things already so catastrophic that you need drugs right away? Because I, I tell you, I have met many more neurologists who are saying they're giving their patients my book, telling them to get my book. And you know, if the person wants to delay the drugs for three months to see what happens, more and more uh, neurology uh, MS specialists are fine with that. But they'll tell their patients, you gotta be all in. Hmm. If you're gonna do the diet and lifestyle, you wanna be all in so you have the best chance to have the best 
outcome possible. And that's kind of fair enough. If you're gonna if you're gonna do something, give it the best possible chance. Definitely. Correct. You know, yeah. And um, I encourage people to think of this as you are the principal investigator of the uh, experiment known as your life. And if you're going to do good science to figure out what works for you, you actually want to do the interventions that you're going to try. So if you're going to meditate, actually meditate. If you're going to try a dietary plan, I don't care. You know, maybe you want to try the swank plan. Maybe you want to try the walls plan. Maybe you want to try uh, a different plan, um, but actually do the plan. So at the end of the end of the month, when you're looking back at your symptoms are better or, or not, you'll know that, you know, how effective it was. It's sort of like um, if, you're, if you're going to be in a race, you actually want to run the race. Yeah, there's no point buying the book and putting it on the shelf and telling yourself you're doing it. Correct. You've got to take the steps to make it to, reality. To actually do it. And then yeah. after you've done it for a month, you can say like, well, I, I'm no better. Now, do I want to see an integrative medicine doc and get further evaluation? Do I want to try a different diet? Uh, you know, maybe I, I, uh, my issue is that I, I have to actually quit smoking too. So, <laughs> so yeah, you want to really look at the end of your month, uh, how, how effectively you did the protocol uh, and what your next step should be for you. Absolutely. Okay. So if anybody is thinking of doing the walls protocol how how would they find out about the communities and support oh, yeah. and so, things like that uh, so i'd want people to follow me on instagram uh, for uh so and you can find me at dr cherry walls d-r-t-e-r-r-y walls w-a-h-l-s uh, we mm -hmm. typically have a photo of my meal or i may make a little video statement about what i'm eating uh, what I'm cooking, uh, gardening, uh, self-care. So it's, it's very inspiring. Plus it's fun. My wife uh, manages that and she has a great sense of humor. So you'll laugh a lot. Uh, okay. You can follow me on uh, Facebook. I often do uh, Facebook lives, uh, giving people again, pep talks about how to do our self-care. And I'll talk about uh, what's going on in the, in the research world. If you go to my webpage, terrywalls.com, forward slash diet, you can get a one page mm -hmm. summary of uh, the diet. And that signs you up for our newsletter. And the newsletter is, is really exceptional because I go through about 200 different uh, research articles every week. And I'll have a commentary on those articles that are the most interesting and most relevant for all of us with a serious autoimmune issue uh, with MS or who are trying to use diet, lifestyle, and self-care to get the best function and best quality of life possible. So okay. uh, tremendous resources. Uh, we also have uh, some menus and memberships. Uh, and as I said uh, earlier, we have a live event that we have every summer where I teach people in a lot more detail about the Walls Protocol. We have skill sessions, et cetera. But of course this <laughs> year, you know, uh, COVID happened, so we are, we've transformed it into a uh, virtual experience where you are teaching it virtually, mm -hmm. I, which actually turns out to be fabulous because I can answer questions in real time. We can still do our skill sessions. We have the ability now to put people into small groups 
And so I can uh, bounce around these small groups of four and five people uh, talking about what they're learning, helping them practice their skills, helping them um, create their next actionable step. So, so far I'd say uh, it's been lots of fun in the pre-seminar content, the bonus content. Uh, we'll be starting the seminar uh, content shortly. It's, uh, I think, will be our most spectacular event yet. That sounds great. And you can really immerse yourself in and find out yes. if this is going to be for you. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, just a couple more things, if I could. And this is a very general question. So this is stepping out of talking about the change in eating and things like that. It's quite a personal thing. If a friend of yours told you they'd just been diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis, oh, yeah. what would be your words of advice or wisdom to well, that person? So if you have a friend or family member um, diagnosed, be their support first. Uh, one of the, a really lovely um, act of love would be to get a copy of the book yourself, uh, read it with them, and offer to implement the diet and lifestyle changes together. Uh, so you can talk about uh, the changes you're doing, talk about the new recipes that you're trying out. You have a chance to experience the changes. Certainly what we see, th this is very helpful for people who have autoimmune diseases, but often mm -hmm. people who, who think that, you know, I'm, I'm well, I don't have any diseases, discover that my energy is much better. My mood is much better. My kids are much less annoying for some reason. And in fact, I, you know, I, I have a much better love life with my romantic partner because I have more energy, more vitality. Uh, I may discover that my painful periods that had been troublesome for years are suddenly, when you're not nowhere near as troublesome. Mm, you're just not noticing it. Mm -hmm. And what, what has happened is we're very adaptable as a species. So we accommodate our new reality. And we didn't realize that our health and vitality had been slowly declining. What you may discover is by embracing diet and lifestyle, by embracing the Walls Protocol and supporting your friend, you may be quite surprised to discover that you are literally youthening, having more energy, more vitality yourself. Plus, you'd be helping out your friend in a really big way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, one more question, Terry. All right. Okay. If you could be anywhere in the world and you could be at that place, your favorite place in the world, drinking anything of choice, alcoholic or not, where would you be and what would you be drinking well, let's see, I would probably be drinking uh, green tea. Uh, mm -hmm. I really like green tea. I really like matcha tea. Uh, and I had this uh, dream. I went to Kathmandu uh, right after medical school and uh, worked uh, as a volunteer in Kathmandu for six months. I had thought it would be spectacular if I had children to go volunteer in Kathmandu again and then uh, walk through the Annapurna circuit with my kids. I've, okay. I've, not, I've not yet recovered to the point where I feel like I can tackle uh, walking the Annapurna circuit with my kids. But boy, that would be fun. 
and that so would be, be lot, that would be lots of fun to go into the uh, some of the trucker hotels, uh, have uh, the green tea uh, with the Sherpas, uh, and to be walking uh, through the bamboo forest, through the oak forest, through the tundra, up above the snow line, uh, with my uh, uh, young adult uh, children uh, and my wife. That would be and that sounds quite exquisite. Amazing. Yeah, so, that's you know, I an guess, amazing aspiration. You know, I, I, I talked to my uh, tribe about having a big, hairy, audacious goal. And so that would be an example of a big, hairy, audacious goal to uh, mm. be able to do a big truck like that with my kids. I like that big, hairy, and audacious goal. Yeah, that's really great. And the green tea and all the mountains. That's amazing. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Terry ever so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Much love to you and your family and to everyone over there in the UK. Thanks ever so much. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for the MS show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to the MS Show podcast.